I'm Tracy. And this is Kurt. And this is the MFG cast. everybody welcome to another edition of another the edition? mfg cast yeah episode episode let's say that because they are episodes i don't know why i said addition like additional episodes of the mfg cast. <laughs> that's right more and more than you can shake a stick at such a weird weird thing to say at first i thought you said shaking a snake at oh nice <laughs> take haha that i will take that snake, snake. that's right okay wow bye everyone welcome to this episode of the mfg cast where we talk about a particular game mechanic that's right we're going to talk about polyamino games say it with me polyamino why did you look at me like that i don't know i don't know if it's a game mechanic or if it's a game type structure i don't know it's yeah it's it's interesting but well either way we're going to talk about polyamino games that's right Games with polyomino in them. Yeah. Where to go from there? We don't know. Goodbye. <laughs> Boy, we've said goodbye to people a few times already. That's right. And we, sure we are a minute in. That's right. Yeah. But yeah, we. Uh, it feels like lately all we've been playing is games with polyomino pieces or themes to them within the games or whatever, and... I feel like there hasn't really been any like duds, so it's beca- it's kind of nice to be able to talk about something where this certain mechanic or whatever you want to call it, I, you know, I don't think it really has a, I don't know if it really has a title yet, but I like the fact that yeah, I feel like more and more are coming out with that kind of thing, and it's like it's like Tetris basically, you know, it's. You know, just think of that old 80s game back in the day. You hooked up your NES, you blew on the cartridge, you threw it in, you played Tetris. Or you blew on the carcass. Blew the carcass. (laughs) I could have sworn you were going to (laughs) say. Probably. You were going to blow on that carcass. Yeah. You blew on that carcass, then you played some Tetris. Boy, you were living some weird days back then. Yeah. But basically what I do is just drink, drink Mountain Dew, stay up all night, play Tetris, listen to the music. Oh my god, I love Tetris. So much fun. Yeah. That's probably why I like polyomino games so much. Yeah. Is because I was an addict for Tetris. Dr. Mario mm-hmm. is kind of polyomino-ish. Yeah, that's kind of where to, it came from. Not totally because it's only like the pills. Yeah. And the colors. Yeah. And whether you can have them vertical or horizontal. Yeah. Where Tetris adds the elements of different pieces and the ways that you can put them and set some aside and those types of things. But dang it, me and my Game Boy, (laughs) we went way back. No No. blowing on carcasses for me. I was all Game Boy. Yeah, you know, that's weird if you think about it. You know, it's like 
They had the NES. For some reason, you had to blow on the cartridge and kind of force it down hard to get it to work. Where the Game Boy, you just put it in and you're good to go. You oh, know. yeah. And then I would connect connect a cord with my best friend and we would literally sit and play that for ever and ever and ever and ever and mm-hmm. ever. I mean, it would, we would compete and we would... Oh, man. Oh, it was awesome. Yeah. Now I want to play... But I think my Game Boy is, well, not I think. My Game Boy is totally out of commission from years ago, but it, I think my battery started leaking in there or something. Oh, nice. And it went. Yeah. For a long time, too, I think we had a Game Boy Advanced that I still, I think I still have the games that work in, I think Logan still has, gosh, what is that? The Nintendo uh, 3D years? Nintendo DS, that's right. Yeah, so you can still play those games. I don't think... Uh, Tetris might be one of them. I'll have to take a look. But anyway, mm, we're, getting, we're getting way wow, off track. But anyway, <laughs> what, what really... The reason why we brought that up is because I think Tetris kind of led the way when it came to polyomino mm-hmm. games. Yeah. And then it kind of spread into the board game world with, like, Blockus. Mm-hmm. I think Blockus was a big one, if you've heard of that, by Mattel. That came, we had a look it up before we started recording. That came in 2000, mm-hmm. which 2000, 20 years ago. Yeah. Holy crap. Yeah. That's I awesome. loved playing Blockus with my dad. Yeah. We were obsessed with playing it. All the different pieces that you had and you each picked a color and you tried to be able to lay all your pieces. I haven't played it for so long. I can't remember yeah, exactly. You pick a corner and then you have to... Have at least one of your pieces be adjacent to one of your other pieces, but then you have to fight off other people trying to close off the spaces that they have. It's one of those games that was like easy, easy enough in theory, but then when you played it with people, you had to be really mathematical and kind of think ahead because you only had so many pieces too to use. And I think that's why I probably played with my dad because him and I are very similar when it comes to that. Nerds. We are nerds. <laughs> we are geeky. And we really like to think ahead on our plays, and yeah. we're really mathy and fartsy when it comes to stuff like that. So we really like to play those types of things. But I think back to that game now, and I think, you know, minus the board, I don't know that you'd call it a board, but minus the place where you actually place the pieces in, the components are really cool. Like mm-hmm. they were kind of had that stained glass plastic effect, which I thought was pretty cool. Yeah, I kind of thought of it as like a neon kind of plastic color too, and it yeah, it really kind of popped when you played it too. Yeah, they were song. really cool, bright red and I think yellow and green and blue and I think that's it mm-hmm. colors because I think it was maybe up to four players or something like that. But they were really cool. But I think I remember kind of like a dingy cheap board or container that you actually played the pieces oh maybe not no it was like a it was like a silver finish yeah something like that maybe i'm thinking of the the part where you actually keep your pieces in to store the game yeah that's what i'm thinking of so yeah so i i feel like that mechanic kind of led to other games that had the polyomino theme to it one of the first ones that i can think of back in 2014 is patchwork by mayfair games I really liked it because it was it was different, you know. It was, when people said like, "Oh, let's let's play a game about quilting," I kind of thought to myself like, "Quilting? What? You know, like no offense to people that quilt, like that it just it just wasn't my thing, you know." So when 
you know, when I heard that this game came out, I was kind of like, how do you make quilting in a board game and make it fun? You know? Well, it's it's that whole thing that has to that a lot of people look at that has to capture you from the box. Mm-hmm. And I think that one, the topic, you kind of have to be captured maybe by what type of game it is. And it also has to capture people because it's a two-player game. Mm-hmm. So if you're looking for something for more players, this isn't a game for you. No. Because you can only play two players. And then they... Imp- not implemented. Why was I going to say that? Then they came out with Patchwork Express, mm-hmm. which I I feel was way too close to Patchwork. Yeah, definitely. Um, we bought it thinking that it was going to have enough of a difference between Patchwork and or between the original Patchwork, and it didn't. No. And we ended up axing that one pretty fast. But the original Patchwork really trying to fill up your quilt the best that you can um, with gaining buttons and going around this board before the end of the, the little board or something. Yeah, because right? your board the, kind of went around and stuff like that. And the different pieces you had to fit on your board and try to squeeze them right because any empty spaces gave you negative points. So you kind of had to do that. But also these buttons were your currency, basically. And it was kind of a weird concept, but... You know, it was kind of neat because you're trying to collect as many as you can to get more stuff on the board, but also those buttons gave you more victory points at the end, too, if you were kind of keeping them. But, again, you want to fill as much space as you can on this board, otherwise you're going to get so many negative points that it'll kind of it'll hurt you. But I think the cool part about that, too, is it seems like, because not all the pieces had buttons on them either, and it seemed like the pieces that had buttons on them were the pieces that were a little bit harder to kind of fit into your quilt yeah too so you really had to think about whether or not you wanted to challenge yourself to place that kind of specialized piece in your quilt or whether you wanted to just scratch the need for more buttons and then just go on with it yeah on the one thing that they put in it that i think is a great catch-up mechanic that they did in it is that if you were behind and you wanted to get more buttons and you don't you didn't have a chance to get more buttons then you could actually end your turn and however many spaces you were behind somebody you could actually get those buttons so i thought that was a cool idea so you'd uh, technically be ahead of somebody but you'd still get buttons to kind of help you along in this in the game and other people be able to do that the other person be able to do that so you didn't get smoked yeah yeah it's just one of those that you know, we we kept hearing about it, we kept hearing about it, and then we got it at the Con of the North one year, and we were kind of sitting in a corner, and we were just going to play it, and we were kind of like, we didn't really know where to start. And it, just because the board game community sometimes is just so great, like this guy came up and was like, hey, great game. You want me to, you want me to show you how to play it? And we're like, sure, <laughs> you know, because he could kind of tell that we were trying to figure it out, and it's just, it's cool, and you know, people can just be like, hey, you know, I can teach you the ropes if you need to. Oh, yeah. And he taught us within a few minutes, I think. And um, it was nice because we were able to play it on a... There wasn't much space for us to be able to play, sit and play a game there because everyone was kind of hijacking different spots. So we were able to sit, I think, at a side table with a lamp Couple or of something. Chairs, yeah, yeah. And play that there. Yeah. Speaking of polyomino games and playing tons of them, boy, we had like a total 
crazy polyamino playing weekend. Yeah, yeah. So if you guys are listening to this after the fact, which you probably will be after this is released, we're playing this during 2020's uh, Labor Day weekend. So we got a decent amount of polyamino games in this weekend. Yeah, we played other games too, but um, some of the polyamino games that are games that we thought were quite consistent with polyaminos. Um, we played Tiny Towns by AEG. Mm-hmm. And if you've ever played Tiny Towns, you'll know that it has some characteristics of um, polyamino with being able to take turns back and forth picking resource cubes to be able to build buildings on a, what is it, a 5 by 5 grid? I think it's a... F- Five by five or a six by six grid where you're building town, like your buildings for your town. And then um, they each interact with um, each other in certain ways. So like if you have a house, um, you have to be able to feed the people for the house by maybe building a farm and things like that. So we thought it was polyamino in the respect of having to it shows polyamino shapes on the buildings that you have to kind of lay out on your board to be able to build those specific buildings in the towns. Yeah. So we played that. We played a new game to us called Realm of Sand by Deepwater Games. Mm-hmm. Do you want to talk about that? Yeah, I like Realm of Sand. It's uh, another game that they brought over. It's fr- uh, over overseas, if you know the company Emperor S4. Um, they, this is a polyomino game. And this one is kind of uh, similar on the on its uh, player board. It's kind of like Patchwork. You only have so much space to do it. But the way that this one is a little different is you, when you're putting the polyominoes, you only have this like lightened area that you can use. But eventually, coming on later on, if you finish some of these um, buildings... You'll be able to possibly move up your little track. There's a little track that able is able for you to play in some of these darkened areas to kind of expand expand your play area and stuff like that. But it, it's cool because it's basically what's happening is this magic in the realm is kind of disappearing. And what you're trying to do is kind of help the queen rebuild the city. And it's it's neat because you get to pick these polyomino tiles just like you would patchwork but then when you're going to put them on your board you take these little one by uh, one inch by one inch little squares and you put them on your board and when you do that you kind of leave them there and then you can you know just try to figure out how to maneuver how these um how these shadows in these buildings are cast and then you can get abilities and the cool thing i like about this game is that you also can get these little um can't remember what those little discs are. I think they're called spirit stones, and they can you can move those anywhere on your board, place them, and then after you place them, you can move them anywhere on your board and kind of manipulate your board to try to get uh, certain points and stuff like that. And that each card will have like a sand timer, and once everybody gets to send, uh, once a, one person gets to ten points of sand timer, that's kind of weird how to say it, but ten of a sand timer then the game is over and whoever has the most points on their cards plus i think that's it i think it's just what i think it's however many points you have on your cards at the end you win and it's just it's one of those that i kind of heard about this game a little bit but i haven't heard enough about this game and when we first played it like i was like 
we need to play this again. I really like playing oh, yeah. it. You know? And it, feel, and it feels like, especially with Deep Water bringing over some of these S4, these Emperor S4 games, like, they really, this company did a really good job of making these strategically fun but very easy to learn and play games. And it was just fun to bring that out and be able to play it. Oh, yeah. And uh, I'm kind of anxious to play this, too, because it is a solo game, too. Mm-hmm. So it'll be interesting how it kind of plays out as a one-player game, too, and what the what the goal is and how, how long you have to play as a one-player and that kind of thing, too. So it was a really cool game. Deepwater had their relief bundle that we jumped on. I think we've talked about it before in another episode, but we probably jumped on it a few months ago, maybe at the beginning of the whole start of COVID. Yeah, so that was actually quite a while ago. Yeah, I have no concept of time. (laughs) And um, they had these awesome um, gamer relief bundles. And this game was in it, along with a bunch of other awesome games that we're discovering that Deepwater is now kind of taking over from the Emperor S4 area or realm or whatever you want to call it, yeah. which is really cool. Yeah, very cool. Um, another one that we played that it feels like it's kind of in the news a little bit now because of the Heroes expansion coming out for it is Cartographers by Thunderworks Games. This is a game that just every time I play it, I just I want to play it again. And it's just so much, it's so easy and so much fun and be able to like build your kingdom using the polyomino spots so like you get to pick what land type you want to pick out of the if there's choices on it and then there's a certain like basically a tetris piece and you have to draw it on your board and you're getting you know you're trying to fill in as many spots there depending upon uh whatever edicts there are so they're like basically like uh, ways to score victory points at the end of the end of the game and i like how each season has different different edicts that you can use and you have to kind of work to those to win the game but then there what's cool too is there are some cards that um, allow you to pick which type of i can't think of any other thing except for terrain yeah that you want to um, place on your map but what's cool too is that you may be able to choose what type of terrain to help you with those edicts but also you get to pick what piece you want to um or what how you want to lay it out on your map yeah and so yep sometimes and what's cool about it is that some of the pieces offer for an additional coin which helps you along the way with your scoring um to kind of bump up your score too um so you can select one piece that would give you that that shape or that piece to use and a coin or you can pick another one that fills up more area potentially but you don't get a coin that's attached with it too. Yeah. So, and then they throw in monsters that um, you actually have to trade your sheets with other people and they can really jump in and screw up what you have going on when you're really trying to plan um, for more victory points. And I mean, they just thought of it all. Mm-hmm. Like Kurt said, um, he just wanted to play it all the time. I think we played what three back-to-back games or yeah. something and then we then sucked we logan in yeah on one of them too and he did awesome yeah so i i really like this game i'd like to 
check out adding the expansion. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah, it's just one of those that, you know, when we talked to um, Tim Vernick about it, like, they they just, it was going to just be a smaller game that wasn't going to be as popular as, like, they thought Lockup was going to be, and it told, it'd end up being the total opposite. They're both awesome games, but Cartographers is just so amazing. And then the last but not least on polyomino games that we've played this weekend so far and i say so far because they're still tomorrow <laughs> boop, boop. we don't have to work tomorrow Yay. was era medieval age by edgar spiel mm-hmm. and we had the pleasure of reviewing this game what last year yeah last gen con last basically gen con. just after gen con yep we worked with mike young um to uh, gain a review copy of this game to be able to play and we brought this back to the table today mm-hmm. um, it had been a long time it had been and so that was cool of course kurt finished it before i could finish putting my i want to call it a fence wall it's a wall though yeah. which is funny because you completely destroyed me so it's funny that you're like oh i can't believe i didn't get to finish my wall <laughs> No, but I just it needed to be complete, and I was bummed. Yeah, well, and that's why I, that's why I think that some when some people make games like that, where there's only so much time to play it, you know, and you have to kind of get as much as you can into it before you're done. Like I think that's a great idea because it it enhances his replayability because it's like, oh crap, I didn't get to do it this time, but maybe next time I'll do it a different way to make my kingdom a certain way that I want it. Well, and it's so funny because I know we haven't talked about what it is yet, but mm-hmm. um, every time we play this game, I always have to put up a wall. Yeah. I always have to, and I don't know why. And maybe next time we play it, I will not put mm-hmm. up walls. Well, that, and then I'm going to get totally yeah. toasted. Well, the thing is, though, is that is that's a very important part of the game because basically what you're doing in this game is you're building your own... I'd say kingdom. Kingdom, yeah. yeah. And when you're building your own kingdom, you're putting different buildings in there, but certain buildings will help you in one in certain ways, but some will kind of help you in other ways. But then what they also have is they also have disasters. So depending upon however many skulls you roll in these dice that you have, you can get disasters which can ruin your kingdom because you can lay like Scorch Earth, which takes up a lot of space. There's also a way to like, if you roll enough, you can kind of screw your opponent and give them scorched earth and kind of hurt them but you know what you're doing in this game is you're taking these certain what they call helpers and there's the they're the workers that you have all are certain dice and when you roll these dice you get to roll a for the most part three times unless you have some special abilities and as you're rolling you want to roll these things to get certain resources so you've got your wheat for your food you've got your um, stone for building stuff you've got your wood to help you build also and then you have your goods that also kind of help with building too but then you also have these fight dice that you use because you can pillage the other people that are playing you can take their goods from them or make them not give if you they don't want to give you goods they can stress and get these disaster icons icons i don't know why it's weird when i said it the first time it didn't sell right these disaster icons that give you negative points at the at the end of the game too but so there's just certain ways of doing it so you know each one of these buildings that you have inside of your kingdom gives you points but if you wall them around you get twice as many points so that's i like you said 
like not trying to do a wall like i i don't know if that's necessarily a good idea because you're that gives you twice as many points but also you can kind of screw yourself if you don't like i did then you're not going to get as many points well and i think the reason why i always did a wall was because i was afraid that i was going to get scorched yeah more i mean i yes the double points is awesome but i was afraid i was going to get scorched yeah well and the thing is is even if there's still one part in there for the disasters if you roll five skulls then the, your opponent actually has to get a scorched earth on one of their walls. So that means that that could oh, see, and we open never up what do you that. Get. No, we don't because I you know if you get to four, it really screws you up. I forget exactly what the disaster is, but it's really hard to roll five dice and get five skulls. So it's, well, it's tough. But one thing you didn't add too is the more dice you roll, the more people you have to feed. Yeah. So each of your dice symbolizes people. Mm-hmm. And so you have to have enough wheat to feed those people, or you're you start having to subtract skulls too, mm-hmm. because the people are I don't know I look at it as not being able to make it. Yeah. And so if you you are using five or six dice because you can acquire these workers when you're building specific buildings too, you have to be able to feed them. And so if you can't feed them, you're losing points yeah towards the end of the game yeah and but. there's certain there's certain ways to avoid that like if you build more farms you can feed one yeah. more pe- one more person but also if you get more peasants so sometimes when you build certain uh buildings you can get those peasant dice you get more peasant dice but also you're feeding more people too so you have to kind of be careful there and kind of keep a good balance so so the reason why we have this on the list of polyomino games is because each of the buildings is different shapes and you kind of have to fit them together in particular ways. But the game has the strategy as such that you may not want to cluster them together because I learned on my first roll that clustering them together makes me lose things. Meaning I think I had three of my, because you start with specific buildings and I had them um, laid out the way that I wanted, but I forgot that disasters happen and I rolled two skulls and um, because I had my buildings clustered together because I wanted to be able to build walls around them and I wasn't thinking that I actually lost I had to move my skulls down which means that I lost points at the end of the game so you have to kind of strategize in that way and try to have your pieces which are all kind of different shapes there's some that are like u-shaped some of that are long some that are kind of zigzaggy, okay, maybe not zigzag, but like two, um, two and two, and you know whatever, and um, so, I mean that's kind of where we thought it was a polyomino sort of type game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because the pieces are basically kind of Tetris piece, but they're buildings. Yeah. So there was era medieval age, and we hadn't played that one for a long time, so we wanted to talk about that. We thought that was a really fun callback to something we hadn't played for quite yeah. some time and i'm kind of glad too because i've been wanting to play wanting to play this for a bit and i think one time i even brought it out and you were kind of like yeah i don't really feel like it and i'm glad that you you were able you were wanting to play it with me we played it today actually as of this recording well, so it was cool. and i think my only beef with that game is that i really want to get the 
stickers or the lay that goes over the top of it so that you can read it better. Oh, your player boards. Your yeah. player boards are just f- flat yellow and it's kind of hard to make out some yeah. of the icons. Yeah. So it, to me, the board reminds me of um, like a, what did I say? Light bright? <laughs> totally. I'm bringing you back to the 80s if you've even been around for that. But <laughs> So I aged myself a lot there. But it looks kind of like a light bright but everything's the same color, so it's kind of hard to read it. Yeah. So I can't, I mean, I'm fine, but at the same time, I think that was a big complaint from a lot of people. And so they provided something to lay over the top of it. And I know some people like washed color over the top of it or something like that to be able to help them. Mm-hmm. So before we started recording this, I looked and that's sold out. So. Yeah. Well, and I think, and I think now, now with the newer versions of it, if they've reprinted them, I think the sticker sheets come with them, so people that are buying it now don't have to even worry about it. So that's cool. So buy it; it's good. Yeah, it's, and it's a game by Matt Leacock, who made um, Pandemic. Mm -hmm. Yep, he makes good games. Yes, buddy. So that's what we've been playing when it comes, or this weekend at least, when it comes to polyamino games. That doesn't mean that that's all the polyamino games there are. So we brainstormed, and some other polyamino games we came up with were Bricks by uh, Stronghold Games, mm-hmm. which is a... It's basically a Tetris ripoff on paper. <laughs> yeah, it's I was, awesome. I was going to say it was a callback to Tetris because if you glance at it, it totally looks like Tetris, yeah. I think. Yeah. I really like this game. I and we got a, I think we got the recommendation from a, a good friend of ours. Yeah, Sean Epperson from Thing 12 Games. Yep. And um, so we ended up buying it, I think when you're buying another game online. And this game is pretty much like a, a roll and write. Yeah, pretty much. Yep. A roll and write polyomino game. So if you've never played this game, I think it's one for you to check out. Hey, you basically roll a die. You roll a, a number die and you roll a color die. And wherever that ends up, you kind of have this little piece of paper and you line up where the number and the color go. And then you have to play that color and then whatever that shape is. So a lot of times it's just your normal. If you're thinking of Tetris, it's you, you've kind of got your L shape. You've got your kind of like your plus sign you've got your long piece and then you've got your your bigger kind of four block big block cube yep. yeah you've kind of got your your zigzag like as you say the nice part about it is that you have um you don't have to go with your first roll you can roll again but then you're stuck with that so if you kind of liked your first roll but you want to press your luck you can but you might uh screw yourself yeah and then there, and there is an option to spending. I can't remember if it's a coin or something like that to move one space over, or you could spend like five, I think, to pick anything on the board to kind of go. Yeah. But, but basically, what you're doing is you're just you're filling in these spaces from te- from bottom to top, like you would in Tetris. And as long as you have enough space for your pieces to fit, you can put them in those spots, and you get more points for like. If you fill lines completely and then it, it goes up for, as you go to the top, the more you fill, the more points you get there, multipliers. Um, you also, if you match a certain color with a, with a color that's stuck on the actual sheets, then you get these coins that you can use to kind of help out for um, manipulating your board and stuff like that, but also points for the game. You also have these bombs, like if you can't fit a certain piece on the board, 
on your board or on your sheet, then you can use the bomb to get rid of that, and then you can try again next time to see how it works. And it's just a just very cheap, very inexpensive, easy, fun game to play. And I don't know, I just I really I really love it. Yeah, that is a really good game. Mm-hmm. I think after we finish recording this episode, I'm gonna want to bring out these games and oh, play them. Cool. Yeah, you're welcome. All right. Uh, another one that is an obvious polyomino game, if you've ever played it, is The Isle of Cats by The City of Games. This one I did a lot of, okay, not a lot of research, but I did do some polling on um, some public pages that I was on to find out if people had played it and what they thought of it. Kurt wasn't so sure about it. I don't know if he wasn't so sure about it because of the box. And it being about cats? Yeah, I'm I'm terrible. Like I I like cats. I just don't like it as a theme. That's I, and I, I I'm not I I don't like them. Really, sorry guys. Like <laughs> cat, just, people just shut off the show now. They're okay. Like they they come to me, but they know that I'm allergic to them. I think. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Yeah. So. But, and that's kind of why I did some checking, but I couldn't believe when this box came. It was like this big, ginormous, thick yeah. box. It's a heavy box, and it's really hard to put away. Yeah, it takes up like half of your shelf if you're using like a Calyx. And, but this one's totally a polyamino game. So all the cats are different shapes, and they're different colors, and you have to basically, and we've talked about this game before, but... You have to basically um, line them up on your boat or place them on your boat. And you want to cover up rats so you don't get negative points. Perfect. Fill up your rooms so you don't lose points and um, complete certain things. But basically, you're going to want to always have the cats touching and all that kind of thing and try to pair them into their... Same homes, meaning like same colors, and but you want to do the proper placement by picking the correct shape to put the cats together. And this is like I would say one of them that is absolutely a polyamino game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's super that fun. That I love. Yep. Yeah, this is a game that. Yeah, like you said, when you were kind of doing some research on it, and you're like, should I get this game? And I was kind of like, well, if you want to. Like, I, I, I heard a little bit, but not enough. And, you know, the theme just didn't seem like it was, like, that exciting to me. But then when we played it, like, wow, this game is really cool because you're, you know, not only are you using these polyomino kind of sized cats and putting them there, but you also kind of want to get your... Same colored cats together, so you get more points. This is like you're you're rescuing them. You're getting them on this boat to rescue them before this bad guy gets them or whatever. And also you're using cards to kind of help out too because like you have to have baskets to save the cats because if you don't have enough baskets, you can't save the cats because come on. You're not just going to pick up random cats that you don't know and just... Here you go, because they're yeah, gonna. Some people might do they're that. They're gonna scratch the shit like, out of you. Legitimate cats. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. All I have to say is that... I think that you should trust me when I see games that I kind of get a little bug up my butt and want to buy because now I'm two for two. You are. But also, I don't think I've ever, like, really naysayed anything that you've you haven't. You really haven't, but I think sometimes you're like, mm. 
there's only been like two games now. This one you were just kind of like, whatever. Mm-hmm. And then another game that we played this weekend that when I bought it, you were just like, mm, whatever. And then we played it like five times this yeah. weekend. Yeah, that's true. And You know your things. I, I It's not that I don't trust you. It's just like when I first saw them, that's that was my natural reaction. You know? Oh, I get it. And I'm the same way with, whoops, as I hit my leg because mm. I'm mad. Um, no, I'm not mad. That's absolutely what I'm like, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I'm just going to say, two for two. Yeah. yeah. Just say it. But yeah, I feel, like, I feel like this is a game that even though if you don't, if you get it for a good deal, if you get it, get it for a good deal, like, I feel like even if you have to pay full price for it, I really do think, like, the components are amazing, amazing looking. The gameplay is very solid. It's, I don't think it's one of those that's a, you have a runaway leader. I, and it's also that thing that I talked about before. Like, it feels like once you're done with the game, it's like, God, I feel like I didn't do anything, you know? And it's like, it, you know, you feel like you didn't, because you're not going to fill up all these areas. and you're But gonna, you want to. But you want to, but you can't. No, you, you know, can't. so you have to find out different ways of doing it using some of these cards that you use. You can use some cards to get like treasure that helps out fill more spots, but then you can also use cards to, you know, get these other was it what are those other cats? I can never say them right. Oshaks. Oshaks, yeah. So you put the Oshaks cats out there too to kind of help you because they're a little bit bigger and and more you know take up more. Well, room. they're wild. They're wild too, so yeah. they can be any color. Yeah, and then you have these like. Public and private goals. I forget what they call those. Stories. S- stories. Is that what it is? I think they're stories. Okay. And, you know. I'm making it, it up. I'm, yeah, I'm pretty whatever. sure they're stories. And, you know, it that also will help you get more points where you, you know you're going to be losing points in some areas. You can gain more points in other areas, too. So, yeah. It's just one of those games that, like, they really made it well thought out. And it's a very solid game. So, folks... Kurt likes the game. Yeah, I do. Boom. Get it. Yeah. Polyomino. Mm-hmm. The Isle of Cats. That's right. Just a couple more that we ended up brainstorming is Copenhagen mm-hmm. by Queen Games. Yep. I don't think we have to get into too much detail. No. This is your straightforward polyomino game. Yep. Making buildings as tall as you can. For rewards and things like that. We've only played this maybe one yeah, one or two one times, time, maybe. Two times? Yeah, yeah. And then Scarabia. <laughs> I Scarabia. Was, I sat and looked at this because I struggle and wonder how it's really pronounced. Yeah, because I know scarabs, but I don't know if it's Scarabia or Scarabia. Or... So you can let us know how it's pronounced, right. but that one's by Blue Orange Games. Yep, that's a fun one, too. That Very one easy. I've seen, I, well, I saw a lot of posts on that one prior to us buying it also. And then we ended up buying that, what, uh, The Last Con of the North, mm-hmm. I think? Yep. We had a really good deal, I think, on that. And then... And, e- and even as we were buying it, somebody was like, oh, I really love that game. And we're like, whoa, where did you come from? That's what I was going to say. When we <laughs> Sorry. Were, when we were buying it, the vendor actually said, mm. hey, if you want me to teach you how to play this game, I can teach you how to play this game. It's one of my favorites. But I think we had to go, or he couldn't teach us at that time, or I don't really remember what like the the deal was with that. But he was willing to jump on board and like 
totally teach us how to play this. But um, that game is really cool. Mm -hmm. Um, We've only played that maybe once or twice, so I don't remember the ins and outs of that one. But that one is definitely a polyamino game too, right? Mm -hmm. Yep. That's why we're talking about it. I don't know why I said right. Like I said... (laughs) I'm not totally confident. Whoops. I kick in the table because I'm so excited. Um, I'm not totally confident on that one only because I'm confident that I like the game, but I'm not confident about it being polyomino. But you know what game I'm confident about it being polyomino? I don't know. It's Fiverr Finden ah. by Haba Games. Fiverr Finden. Fiverr Finden by Haba Games. And this one is one that I was pretty adamant about getting also. Mm-hmm. But I'm pretty nerdy. What? I know we talked about this early on. If you remember, I'm pretty nerdy. Yeah. And this game was totally up my alley. I think um, this game made Kurt angry. Yep. <laughs> I can tell he's like on the edge right now and kind of mad about yep. it. But um, this is a cool game. I think this, did this come out this year or last year? Mm, this I think is it was a last fresh year, out of the hopper game, I think. Yeah. Pretty fresh out of the hopper ish yeah. game. And I think they brought it from overseas too. Yep. Probably Germany. Mm hmm. Probably. It sounds very. Feverfinden. Yes, quite German. Oh, Feverfinden. Oh, das ist gut. <laughs> I don't know. Is that German? Yes. Oh, okay. Yes, it is. The little German that I know. <laughs> I don't know any, so. But this game is really cool. It's a, well, you each have your own board, like not board. You each have your own, oh, it is a board. Yep. It's a write and erase yep, correct. board. I'm trying to visualize because we've only played this one a couple of times too. And then Kirk got really, really mad. Yep, I suck at and it. And we were really done playing <laughs> it. But they're basically Tetris pieces in the center of the board that you can't touch. And you roll a series of dice and your board has uh, patterns on them. So they could look like flowers. It could have all these different shapes. And you roll the dice and you select one of the Tetris piece, Tetris polyomino shapes in the center to be able to place on your board by capturing all the different dice shapes, if that makes sense. So like if I roll two flowers and Oh, I cannot remember it. It's like circles shapes. and X's yeah, and stuff like and that. Yeah, and if you if you rolled those, then you had to have all of those things connected together to create um, certain shapes up above that are on the board amongst the players. And each shape is worth a certain value. And then once you have five on your board, then you... Does it have a timer? Yes. And then you flip over the timer, and the other player... Ha- is able to finish, I think, as much as they can or finish that last one. And then whoever has the most points on that round wins. Mm-hmm. And that is going by memory because it's been several, probably a month yeah, or more since we've played that. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, he did not like that. But I think it has two different um, variants. So, like, one side has the side varies between the players. So um, the shapes on each of the sides are different, whereas the other side is the same for everybody, mm-hmm. which I think is really interesting. Yeah, it is. So now I want to play that again. Cool. No. <laughs> what? 
Sure. That's a really cool game, and I think you should play it. Yeah. And if you don't want to play it with me, then maybe I should um, save distance and go and play it with my parents. You should. You should. You're a bully. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Oh, he's so I would me. love to play with you. Who wants to play Fiverr Finnan with me? <laughs> Come to Wisconsin, play it with me. It's I, not that I don't. It's not that I hate the game. It's just that I completely suck at it. And sometimes, you know what? Losing for me is not that big of a deal. But man, I was on fire that day. You were really mad. <laughs> just kind of like, but, why can't I do anything? But maybe playing it like tomorrow or something, you won't be like that. I hope not. Give let me get lots of sleep. <laughs> we'll see what happens. So that was our brainstorming of polyomino games yeah that's quite a few uh i think we pretty much knocked out of the park but if we miss something let us know yep that we're wrong we're about ki- a game or that we missed one and that we suck just kidding don't, tell don't us. do that so how can they reach us by by rotary phone oh awesome 1-800-MFG-GAS for all your needs do you know what a rotary phone is? No, um, nobody does. Nobody. I do. Um, <laughs> by switchboard. <laughs> Press zero now. That's not switchboard. Switchboard is when the ladies moved the num- moved like. Yeah, because then she's calling zero, basically, isn't it? Okay, I don't. This is one I don't number. Know. I don't know. Okay. Well, Kurt asks when you could reach or when. Well, you could reach us anytime on Twitter. At MFGCast or at Mrs. Aug, A-U-G. Please, I want some more followers. Just kidding. Ignore no, she's that not bug. kidding. Well, I post a lot of fun things like all the games and stuff we play. And if you want to see that, then follow it. That's right. Yay. <laughs> okay. And then um, we also have Instagram. That's right. And... Yours is what? KT Amuler. A-U-M-U-E-L-L-E-R. Try to figure that one out. Yeah, good luck. Rewind. Or there's mine, which is I don't know. What is it? <laughs> I don't know. I think it might be Tracy Amuler. Nice. And I'm not going to spell it for you because my name is spelled really funny. T-R-I-C-I-A-U-M-U-E-L-L-E-R. Yes. For all your Instagram needs and filters. And I post a lot of board game pictures on there. That's right. Actually, that's pretty much all that I do. On that's there. right. And, and or all of the above, or you could follow us on Facebook. That's right. At MFGCast. Our Facebook page. Yeah. Because we're cool on there. And we also post what we've been playing on there. And we're always looking for more friends on there. That's right. And people to hang out with us and post what they've been playing, too. Exactly. It, can't, it doesn't have to be what we've been playing. We want to know what you're playing, too. Uh, yeah. Or asking people for recommendations or whatnot. Exactly. So, yeah. So, hit us up then. And there. And there. And Rotary. And there. And Switchboard. 1-800-MFG-CAST for all your board game needs. So, with that weirdness being said, thank you for joining us today. This has been another episode of the MFG Cast. I'm Tracy. I'm Kurt. Thanks for listening. Have a wonderful evening. Have a wonderful evening. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. This podcast is a proud member of the Legends of Tabletop broadcast network. For more gaming-related content, please visit www.legendsoftabletop.com.